Welcome to the winter sports season premiere of this week in Loveland Tigers athletics here on ESP Media powered by Sodom Sports and LovelandTigers.org. I'm Jason Griefer. Excited to welcome back athletic writer Brian Knatzer. Brian, good to talk to you once again. Uh, Tiger Nation, are they fired up for winter sports? Jason, first of all, it's good to see you, and I'm just glad to be here. And I think I speak for everyone here at Tiger Nation. Everyone's excited. Winter sports is is kicking, and it's live, and, and we're having a great time and, and enjoying it while, while we can. Yeah, and, and we've got a, a lot to talk about here today because you've got a lot of teams that are already in the swing of things, and that's certainly a good thing uh, thus far. Let's get right into it, and let's start in the bowling lanes, and uh, let's start with the, the boys uh, they're off to a rip roaring start, so to speak. Ten and one on the year, uh, nine and one in the ECC. The lone loss coming to West Claremont, who's unbeaten right now, but still a long way to go uh, in the season. That match was back on December first, and and you're going to see West Claremont coming up. How have how much have you seen? You know, the since that first matchup, and now leading into the second one, where you've got a chance for revenge. How much have you? the coaches and even the bowlers seen themselves grow and improve. And do they feel it's enough to get back at West Claremont and uh, try and win that league title? Jason, they, they are ready. I will tell you the, <laughs> the game you're referring to, they were a little disappointed in themselves. Uh, they played a little tight. Uh, and so I think they, they have a lot to prove. I'll tell you, this group is a fun group to watch. I mean, they are enthusiastic. They're loud. They work well together. Coach Adams really gets them fired up. I mean, the pins uh, get knocked down and they stay down. Uh, we just we just had a great uh, a, a great match versus Little Miami High School uh, yesterday yeah. um, at Eastgate Lanes, and it was I mean it came down to really the the last bit of the pins. And and these kids are they're they're all fired up. But I'm gonna name drop here if you don't sure. If you don't, Monty Noel, who, who's led the way yesterday with 412 pins. And I got, what was it, Joey Capsicavage. He was at, at 386 yesterday in the number of pins. With He's averaging a 201. Uh, Sharon Peacock had 377 yesterday. And Alton French with a 359. So these guys are, are that good. They're up for uh, the, the team of the week in Cincinnati.com. Uh, Joey Capsicavage is up for the player of the week. Um, uh, for that bowling team, as you mentioned, tomorrow, Wednesday versus West Claremont. So big match for our guys. Um, so so we're, we're, we're pretty excited. I do have to give a shout out, Jason, mm-hmm. to what we call our LAB stream team. Not the dream team, but the stream team. <laughs> We've got guys, if you get on Love and Athletic Boosters uh, and check out the, the bowling stream got a couple parents that are doing an outstanding job that are involved in our boosters um but uh everybody's into it a lot of fun so so check us out on stream yeah, no doubt and it's certainly good to, to have that resource available because you know in a normal season you're going to have fans there at, at, at the lanes and, and and going nuts and all that kind of stuff and really encouraging the kids along so at least folks still do get to see it and and, and cheer from a distance uh there as well let's move on talk about the girls Coming off a league title a, a year ago, things have been a little bit tougher this year. Lebanon's come into the ECC and in a lot of different sports, kind of taking the ECC by storm, and, and, and they're off to a good start as well. Uh, you're sitting mid-pack right now, and I'm looking at some of the results coming in as the season's gone along. You know, you know, right now sitting just above the 500 mark on the season, but you know, we're looking at you know a, a loss to Turpin by six pins. 
you know, St. Ursula, you're right there with them the entire way. Uh, Kings was tight early on. And then you bounce back, you know, as of late, uh, beating Anderson, Little Miami. So they've been right there in, in, in seemingly every match as it's gone along uh, all year long here. But, you know, turning the corner here, you know, winning, winning some over the last few weeks there. Do you get the sense now that after they're kind of an up and down start at the start of the season, they're starting to turn the corner? Yeah, I think Coach Gergen's got him pointed in the right direction. You know, as you mentioned, middle of the pack, but a lot of close pin scores. I mean, they they are they are right there. Um, as you mentioned, just above 500. We look to swing that in the second half of the season. Uh, obviously, they're committed to do that. Um, you know, with Ashley Gilker leading the way, I think she's averaging around 175. But uh, they also have West Claremont. You know, uh, tomorrow as well. So I think that's going to be a good challenge. Uh, for them, West Claremont, again, one of the top, I think the second school, if I'm correct, in the ECC. Mm-hmm. So that that gives us an opportunity to kind of prove ourselves and, and to redirect ourselves in the second half of the season. So I have full confidence in them. They're, they're exciting to watch. They're having a lot of fun. And, uh, and go Tigers. Let's jump into the pool real quick here. And uh, let's talk about bo- – we can talk really about both, both, both the boys and the girls. because And, and the reason why I say it is because – you look at the results thus far, both not only as a team in, in relays, but also as individuals. And we're seeing a lot of Tigers towards the top of the ECC in a lot of different distances as well. And that, that's that's even more impressive. They can do it at different distances, 200, 500, what have you. Uh, who has stood out to you at this point in the season, the boys or the girls? And, and when you see these results come in and when they see the results come in, when the boys see the girls' results or the girls see the boys' results come in, does that give them sort of an extra drive and maybe a little bit of inner competition between the two schools or, or between the two teams, I should say? Oh, you know, they, they are, they're good, solid teammates. They, they work well together and they push uh, each other, uh, you know, to be successful per your point. You know, I will add, Jason, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, such an interesting year with COVID with swim. And yeah. I just want to shout out to, to the parents that are doing such a, a great job of, of just, you know, they understand they can't go to a lot of these events and, and you know, we're trying to find out ways for them to, to work clocks or whatever it is, try to get someone to stream some games. So we're working really hard on that um, to, to get parents there. And, and uh, but, you know, to your, to your point, yeah, we've got some, we got some Loveland Tigers rising up to the top and we'll throw out a couple of names at a couple events, mm-hmm. but the names you asked that stick out to me, obviously uh, Evan Lucas, who the hundred fly, uh, 50 and, and 100 free, the 200 uh, uh, medley. I mean, he's 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 right on top. Colin Blackbird with the 200 medley and the 100 backstroke. Those two names on the boys' sides are, are just really uh, tearing it up in the water. And I'm going to give Sarah Lolly uh, a couple props here in the 200 medley, mm-hmm. the 50 uh, free and the 100 fly and the 100 uh, breaststroke. So th- those three seniors are, are doing a great job. Um, taking care of business and, uh, you know, enjoying their senior year. How has training gone for them in preparation for the season now that we're into the season in between meets? You know, you, you wonder with, you know, at this level, you know, the, the, the availability of facilities, the, the ability to train as a group, if they can do that, if they have to work more individually, what's that process been like? I mean, we, we were facing that. That's a real, that's a real, uh, I don't want to say problem because we're, we're problem solving through it. You know, there's sure. some days that some days we're getting up at 4am and, and we're in the pool by five and then, you know, back to the classroom, you know, at the beginning of school. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of times we have to rely, you know, on the club time 
um, we have to rely on uh, just you know whatever we can get. Uh, and it's obviously it's very interesting. They're grinding it out, and I'm proud of them. And uh, we'll keep doing what we do. So they're one of the teams, like many that have had challenges in, in trying to get this this full season in. One of the one of the team that you have that I would imagine would maybe have less stress in trying to compete in a full season is your academic team. Because in in theory, you don't have to necessarily be in close quarters to try and prepare and study and train for that. Uh, But right now, they've got four matches under their belt. They're sitting right at 500 there and then, you know, still a long way to go uh, in the season, uh, of course. Has it been close to anything close to a normal season for them? Have they had any kind of obstacles like that they've had to work through? Yeah, you know, it, it, it is, it's a little bit different. They're not having parents at, at, at their events either. Uh, but the, the kids are rallying around one another. We, we just hosted our first, uh, our first home meet. Uh, and uh, it, it was, it was, it was a good time. We, we, we hosted little Miami. Uh, we're able to, to make it happen. The, the kids are just glad to be a part of it. I'll get a special shout out to uh, Ryan Smith who is, is basically, she's the, the mother hen of that team that's really rallying the team and getting, getting everybody, uh, the best out of everybody. And, and she definitely helped, helped me a lot with setup on, that, on this, on the academic team. But it's a lot of fun. And uh, we go against Kings, Kings this week. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, and, you know, we're just knocking them away, meet by meet. So once a week, you know, Jason, I will also say I would, it would be remiss if I did not mention on swim and die on swim and not talk mm-hmm. about my dive folks, yeah. because those same sorts of things that they're facing. Um, Callie Egan, Morgan Eversall, uh, Sam Mueller and uh, Sydney Keel. The, these, these girls are wherever there's an open board we're getting to uh it's very difficult we're either going to northern kentucky or we're going around here as best we can so we're giving everything we can to provide that opportunity for them and they're they're doing a fine job so i want to give them a shout out and uh they they have their competitions coming up on a weekly basis actually we're we've got one um this friday um so We'll see. ECCs are not that far around the corner. So, and to, and to that point, you've obviously everybody's had to make a lot of adjustments. Some more than others, of course. You, know, you mentioned some of the some of the divers there, maybe having to across the river to go to Northern Kentucky just to try to get some practice in, get some, get some time on the boards in. How has their attitude been during this? Is there are they are they do you sense some frustration with them, or right now are they just excited just to have the ability to compete? Kids are resilient. You know, it's us that, that that's not, you know, or the adults and that they, they just did <laughs> you point them in a direction that they, they want to be led. You provide the opportunity for them. They show up and, and they compete, they compete hard and they compete well. So um, we're very fortunate to have the, you know, the, the kids that we do. So I'm proud of them. Yeah. And then they're, they're off to a good start. They've got a long season to go knock on wood and we can get through a, uh, uh, all of it there uh, as we move along here in the, in the winter sports season premiere. Uh, let's talk about your cheer team. You know, they, they've had, they've, uh, you know, they're, they're getting going just like a lot of other schools are, are getting going here. Obviously it's a little different than what we normally think of with cheerleading being at all the sporting events and whatnot, but uh, take us through what's going on with the cheerleading right now. Yeah. So obviously cheer looks a little bit different because our, our gym's a little bit smaller. So our sideline cheer, we've got them on the baseline. Um, they're doing a fantastic job. They, they have, they're cheering in masks on the baseline. So I'm going to give them a lot of props. That is very difficult. And they're doing a fantastic job. They're troopers. And as soon as there's a timeout or there's a halftime or, you know, they get to come onto the floor, you know, they can take their masks off at that point and, and do their things. But, um, 
you know, shout out to their parents as well, who's, who have been uh, supportive throughout this time. Uh, our competitive cheer is working very hard as well. They just did a halftime performance this past week uh, in preparation for the ECCs coming on down, down the road. But um, Coach, Coach uh, Shipman and, and Coach uh, Chrisman Masters now are doing a fantastic job uh, leading those girls. But I do want to give a shout out to, to Emily Chrisman Masters, um, who rang the bell again, I believe it was yesterday, for her last uh, cancer treatment, which we've talked about on this show before. Excellent. The last, uh, last uh, treatment for breast cancer. She is just, you know, just a, a great human being. So we're, we're just very fortunate to have her and, yeah. and her way of life uh, to just leading these young young women and uh, very, very proud of her. So all the and best. And hopefully for her, it is the final, final bell. And we don't have to, to worry about that again, going forward for her, uh, for sure. Let's move on to the, uh, to the wrestling mat here. And uh, you got a lot of strong performers here going right now. And it is in a sport where a lot of people and myself included figured it was going to be one of the more difficult ones to try to pull off because everybody's in proximity. You can't social distance really when you're on the mat, you can work around it on the outside, but when you get to the mat, it's one-on-one -on -one. and I'm looking at some of the results coming in here. Uh, Jared Mendoza, uh, Tristan, Tristan Gradrix, Sawyer Bowen, nine and one at 285. You got five others with at least six wins. So you've got depth across the roster and all these different weight classes. Uh, how has the coaching staff been able to pull such consistency out of your wrestlers from all these different weight classes, given the fact of what they have to work with around them right now? Well, I, I think you just, you know, hit the head in the eye. I mean, it's, it's the coaching staff, Chris Schweitzer, the, the head varsity wrestling coach, uh, obviously has a great staff here at the high school, but also our, our middle school uh, athletic director, Jason Bruce, um, and, and Chris put together some fine uh, uh, coaches at our middle, at our middle school, Coach Hart, uh, Coach Redmond. I mean, those are varsity led, our varsity coaches really, at the junior high level, just preparing these kids. A lot of success down there at the junior high. So, um, and, and this this just didn't happen overnight. This has been ongoing and they've been working through it. And, you know, you get that type of, uh, and really to be honest with you, Jason, below that is our youth program. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, that's really the feeder into the junior high, which comes into us, which, which allows for those strong weight classes. Um, and you're right. People like our 113, Brett Hogan, 120, uh, Ty Harder, uh, 132, Jake Case with six pins, Mendoza, eight pins, Greater X, I think you said, uh, he had five pins, and so does Bowen has five pins with great records to boot as well. Uh, so I think we're seventh in the city right now, wrestled Lakota East just last week, tough match, came down to the final one or two matches. Um, they're doing, you know, we, we've, we've kind of pivoted as soon as we found out that we were able to host um, some duels. We've been doing that. Um, so uh, on, on Thursday, we've got Lebanon coming to our house. We've hosted Sycamore here as well. We've got Turbin coming up, but um, we're going to host our, uh, our Love and Duels where we have actually six groups um, that, that show up and um, obviously no, no, uh, no spectators, but we'll stream it out the best we can, but just give an opportunity for kids to hit the mat and to, you know, and to wrestle. So um, that's what builds our strength. And I think we got to continually find ways to uh, allow kids to have access 
to uh, wrestling strong teams. So I think we're doing the best we can for them. And they're doing a very good job of that. Your wrestlers are uh, on the season. Let's move on to the hardwood. Let's start. Let's start talking about boys basketball yeah. first. Kind of mid pack right now in the ECC, and this is a this is a tough league. You know that from for throughout the years there. They're three and four in the league, five and six uh, overall, and. You know, drop three straight, the first of which to a very good Mason team. Everybody knows how good Mason is every year. And then the last two games, you go on the road against Turpin right there the entire way. They get you by six. Last time out, Lebanon, Lebanon gets you in overtime. So you're right there with some of the better teams uh, in the league right now. How, how does that work with – how does that affect the mindset of your team right now, knowing that they're right there with some of the top-tier teams uh, in the ECC? Do they look at it as a – kind of a frustrating point or encouraging going forward that, Hey, just a bounce here, a tip ball there. And we're on the other side of this thing. Yeah. I, I you know, I think that's it. They, they just got to, there's lots of room for improvement. I mean, they've prepared, they've been, you know, in here all summer, they've been in the weight room, they've done all the things they had to do. They're committed. They're all part of a team. It's a big program. Uh, you know, and it's, it, it's just, it's just finishing. I mean, they're in every game, as you yeah. mentioned. Um, I mean, that was a triple overtime against Lebanon. I mean, either way, flip a coin. It was going either way. Mm-hmm. It was exciting. Again, we went into with the Turpin game you're, you're speaking of, and we were heading into the fourth. We were in the lead. Um, so it just comes down to finishing, uh, and they're fully capable of doing that. I mean, we've got leaderboard. We're, we're on the leaderboard with, the, with assist, um, Addison Hearn, field goal percentage, Pete Kraft, who is definitely in it. I mean, he's a, he's a force inside. Yeah. And um, Aaron Kraybacher, what a shot. Um, he, I mean, he can nail the three-pointers. I mean, he, he, and he's leading in rebounds on the leaderboard and rebounds. Um, so we're excited for them. I think this is they, – they can, they can yeah, just finish, and, and who knows where we'll end up um, in this tough league, as you, as you mentioned. But we, we have a game tonight versus Aiken, our JV and varsity do. And then uh, Friday night we're heading out to Anderson for another tough one. So, again, it's – you know, it, it, you know, it's anybody's now heading into the second half. Do you feel that way that this league right now is sort of wide open for the taking for anybody to go up and grab the title? Well, I will tell you this. Ending up in the, I think in the top, in the top three, the top half of it, I think is, is, I don't want to say it's anybody's, but I mean, I, I do think, I mean, it's went back and forth. You had, you know, you know, Walnut, you yeah. know, handed it to us and the next thing you know um lebanon handed it to walnut and then we could have beat lebanon so i mean it's kind of this back and forth kind of deal so you know i don't want to say it's out of anyone's ability but i mean i think the second half is going to have a big impact on where this all falls let's uh let's wrap up the season premiere let's talk about your girls basketball team and and my my gosh if if they looked dominant thus far on the season they're 12 and 1 overall they're 8 0 in the league you're winning league games by about 20 points uh, per night you've only given up 50 50 points or more twice on the season so it's just hard to score on them uh as and as they've shown throughout the season we'll talk about coach parker here in just a moment but i want to focus on the team itself uh first of all when when you see and when they see every single night that they can hold teams to in the 30s in the 40s sometimes in the 20s you know, how big of a confidence boost is that for them knowing that they can win on any given night, even if the shots aren't falling on the offensive end, that they know in the back of their minds, we're one of the best defensive teams in the area. Yeah, you just actually said it. It's defense, right? The, these This team loves the press, 
and they're going to bring the pressure and they do a good job with that. And you're going to, you're going to have to be able to get the ball in and pass it around, get it past half court. But these, uh, these girls are aggressive and they will continue to be aggressive almost the entire game, you know, until, you know, coach Parker decides to pull it off, but it is, um, you know, they're, they're all in. And I think it starts with defense and then obviously the offensive skills come, come from there. I mean, we've got, a, you know, you look at, you know, our sophomore, uh, Olivia Raby, who's I th- on the leaderboard for blocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a, a young pup and doing an outstanding <laughs> job and a big uh, career ahead of her. Yeah. Um, steals. I mean, if I say, you know, name Jenna Batch, I mean, I think it's almost becoming a household name now in the ECC, but I mean, leading in steel or, you know, on the leaderboard with steals uh, yeah. and, and scoring. I mean, one of the best looking shots um, in the league. So, you know, and I think we've, we've got point guards to boot on that. We've, we've just got a well-surrounded team. We've got a bench that could come out and, and, and uh, come on the floor and take care of business. So, yeah, I think it just all starts with that defense, and then we fill it in with our offense. And, and finally, as we're, as we're wrapping up here the show today, uh, the mantra all year long for, for this team in particular, and I'm sure around the rest of the school, has been uh, Parker Strong. And and head coach and supportive head coach Darnell Parker, who's everybody knows he's battling stage four colon and liver cancer. Everything from I've seen uh, you know, on online on social media, you can't find a, a more positive, uplifting guy than him. Um, and, and it just seems like from an outsider's perspective, his approach to attacking this treatment and going forward has been remarkable and 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 a model for a lot of people. Uh, uh, who, are, who are going through certain uh, tough challenges like he is. Uh, can you just take a minute or two, kind of talk, talk to us about coach Parker, how, how he's doing, what he's been able to do this season, both on and off the court and how, what kind of impact that's had on you and the Loveland community? Yeah. So, I mean, let's just start with, I mean, he is, he's, he is a real superhero to, to our kids. Right. I mean, and just to us uh, and Tiger nation, obviously I, 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 it's hard, it's hard to even put, you know, yourself and, and, and what he does. I mean, just to go through days where he has chemo and then to come at night and coach, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't take the time off. This is, I think this is for him, you know, what he's alluded to this, this is what gets him through these, mm-hmm. these times. Um, this is where he wants to be outside of his family. He considers this his extended family. He's here coaching the girls. Um, his staff is ready at any time, you know, to help out, but he's always on the floor. You wouldn't know a difference uh, from, you know, last year to this year. He's the same person. He's still riding the officials. He's still giving it, a, you know, his all. His, his team is still performing at a, at a high level. And that's just not on game day. And it's what I see, you know, at practice sure. You know, when you go in the gyms, I mean, he's, he's getting the most out of his kids. There's, you know, there's no, there's no time to feel sorry for yourself. Um, it's just moving on. We, you know, he, he's, he's, he's got a purpose. It's very purposeful in every one of his actions that he, that he does. And it's, um, we couldn't be more thrilled to have someone like him on our staff, obviously the impact that, that he, that he has not just within our Tiger Nation community, but yeah. you've seen it on Twitter, you follow it on Twitter. It's impactful. Yeah. Um, everyone has, you know, something to say to him, how he's inspiring or how's he, how he's inspiring someone else or just how much faith they have in him. So, I mean, it's very seldom that, you know, you get somebody like that um, 
you know, that you get to work alongside and you get to see, watch, and mold young women. But um, Coach Parker really is a phenomenal human being and just a just really a, a superhuman. And all the more, and, and, and to see the, the girls reward him with such a brilliant season thus far. Still a long way to go, of course, but, uh, you know, 12 and you know, one overall yeah. and eight. Yeah. Normally, it's incredible. And Jason, I just got to send a, a thank you to a lot of the, the ECC schools that, I mean, we go to their place, uh, yeah. like for example, Turpin will show up at Turpin and mm-hmm. they've got Parker strong shirts on, you know, I mean, it's just the support that's been given, you know, across the board, uh, through all of our schools, both in conference and, and out of conference, yeah. uh, just regionally has been, has been outstanding. So, um, and, and, you know, a person, uh, like coach Darnell Parker, I mean, he's just, you know, he's, he's that, he's that special. Uh, he, he is, and uh, we'll certainly be uh, talking about him and his team a lot more as we go on through the uh, winter sports season. Brian, certainly appreciate the time uh, here today and looking forward to it in the, in the weeks to come. Jason, thanks for having me again. Super thrilled to be here. Look forward to the rest of the season. And uh, let's say to all of Tiger Nation, go Tigers. There you go. That is Loveland Athletic Director Brian Knatzer joining us for this winter season premiere of this week in Loveland Tigers Athletics here on lovelandtigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.